0: The whole weekend is called "Behold Last night we had a candlelight service uh, what was What was beautiful is that i 'm not a very big part of it.' We're just kind of sitting and listening and one of the most beautiful candlelight services i've ever been in in my life, anointed. If you um, haven't been yet, you might want to come tonight and you might want to come early it's absolutely phenomenal right now you're going to see you version up behind me that's just for those who if you have an iphone or what have you can go to that and hit your more icon go down put in your uh the, the zip code here and you're going to see live come up heart of the city church the notes is there and so forth and so on verses i think that can help you um This is a little different to do it this Sunday, but next Sunday is our big move. How many of you know that? If you you know it's our big move, would you raise your hand? i got to see how good the information is getting out. Wonderful. We have people bringing trucks and trailers. We've already got a truck and a trailer out there. So um, we're going to pass around clipboards. If you would like to uh, say get involved and help moving, we would greatly appreciate Even if you come for an hour, it's going to be after our 11.30 service. If you can come for a couple of hours, if you can make sandwiches or bring a truck or help us load and unload, there'll be trucks going to the new campus, storing things there, and there'll be trucks going to the fairground where we're going to be at the fairground for 50 days. What's beautiful about 50 days, I showed Craig yesterday, it's kind of like the number of Holy Spirit, and um, Pastor Paul, I was talking to him from Van, uh, Pastor Paul Van Noy, talking to him from Candlelight, and he was like, Pentecost, J-O, that's what made me look and see that, uh, that number. So we'll see what God does. We're, we're expecting great and outpouring of his spirit during that time where we're at the fairground. Amen. We pray and believe that with me. Well, we're going to pray right now and dive into the Word, Father. Just thank you for our beautiful children. Thank you for this time, this season. Thank you for your presence here this morning. I ask that you touch people, every person here, in such a beautiful fashion. Do what your your Word does. It saves. It heals. It delivers. It. Just send your word to transform us from the inside out. Lord, we lift up this time to you now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. The theme this weekend is Behold, will you say that with me? Behold, behold that definition would be to see or observe. And uh, throughout the, the Bible, especially the New Testament, you'll see this word when God wants to bring attention to something for us to see you'll see this word, behold. In the original English, be means to thoroughly, and the hold aspect means to hold. So, thoroughly to hold. This morning, I hope that you can thoroughly to hold what I believe that God wants to speak to us in this time. I I really wanted to share a message by the Holy Spirit, That was the true, true, true radical purpose and meaning of Christmas. So it may be a little bit different, but I think that we'll all appreciate Christmas more when we have, a, I think, a fuller understanding of exactly what took place. Have any of you ever had a behold moment before? Mm -hmm. I remember July 7th, 1990. We got married seventh day, seventh month, at 7 o'clock on this big rock, Trinidad, outside a little town of California called Trinidad, wedding rock area. And I remember seeing my wife there completely decked out, beautiful, over 25 years ago. And it was like a behold moment for me. And then just a couple of years later, we had Seth. I remember Seth. He was the loudest crier in the hospital. He had great lungs back then, and he still does. And it was a behold moment. Baby girl, two years later in 94, and she had the little small cry. <laughs> and I, it was a beholding moment. Last year both of our children was married i would say that that was a beholden moment wasn't Dean? now we have four kids have you ever had a behold moment this wednesday morning past wednesday morning i was walking my dog kai it's a little yorkie uh, he's about 12 15 pounds he doesn't know that he's little uh he doesn't know that he's not a lion he has the heart of a lion And we're walking, it's right before daylight, and we're walking down the the road, and it's cold, and it's still somewhat dark. And he starts manifesting. As soon as he starts manifesting, barking, I see a huge, dark movement. Behold, a moose. Right there and Kai doesn't like I said doesn't know that he's small. He's going after the moose and I'm like behold behold behold. Take notice Kai. He's a thousand pounds and you're 12. And I'm just pretty much dragging him back down the road. We now live on a loop. Now we do a reverse loop thinking hopefully the moose is gone. I don't see the moose. I don't see the moose. I don't see the moose. Why? Because now he's bedded in the front yard of my neighbor. So I pick Kai up and I carry him home. Behold, have you ever had a behold moment? Can you imagine the wise men seeing a star, following that star to the manger, walking in with their gifts and seeing Jesus for the first time? What a behold moment. Moment, can you imagine the shepherds in the field, and all of a sudden, angel shows up. I'm talking about shepherd. I'm talking about they live in the field. Let me read that passage of a beholding moment. I just added it in my notes uh, this morning. If you have your Bible, turn to Luke two eight through fourteen. It's such a beholding moment. It says, "Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields." keeping watch over their flocks by night, and behold. Will you say that with me? Behold. An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Isn't it amazing what happens when an angel shows up? They were greatly afraid. I think I would have been too. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for... Behold, check it out, be attentive, see, take notice. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And This will be a sign to you, he will be a babe wrapped in swallowing clothing, lying in a manger. And look, look at this beholding moment, look. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. Can you imagine just heaven coming down? You're a shepherd. <laughs> and on peace, earth peace, goodwill towards men. When we decided to talk about this subject, behold, we felt like, first of all, behold, that word was of the Holy Spirit. And then as soon as we began to think about it and we pray toward it, I felt this scripture that I'm about to share with you leap in my heart. And I want to read it to you this morning. It says this, John 1:29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming. This is when Jesus was about to be water baptized. Coming and toward him and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I'd like to this morning, just for a moment, break the scripture up into two parts. The very first part that I want you to bring your attention to is this. Behold the Lamb of God. Think about that just for a moment. Why a lamb? Why not a lion? Why not a bear? Why not an elephant? Why a lamb? Why lamb of God? Well, in the Levitical law, there was a thing that took place for all mankind who had sinned. I'll read it. It's out of Leviticus. Leviticus 4, 32 through 33. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus third into the Old Testament. And it says this in the scriptures. It says, If he brings a lamb as his sin offering, he shall bring a female without blemish. Then he shall lay his hand on the head of of the sin offering and kill it and a sin offering at the place where they kill the burn offering. The blemish, the non-blemish perfect lamb would be killed. That lamb without blemish was killed and used as an offering. Now let me tell you the rest of the scripture, part two. Why was it killed as an offering? Who takes away the sin of the world. Since the very beginning of human life, man and woman, men and generally all humanity has sinned and all creation now is fallen due to this thing called sin. It began with Adam and Eve. They made a mistake and they sinned. And ever since Adam and Eve, every man, every woman that's ever been born has been born into sin and chosen to sin and it all began with the first sin, Adam and Eve. Bob Dylan wrote a song many years ago and it starts out like this. It says, I was blinded by the devil, born already ruined, stone cold dead as I stepped out of the womb. By his grace, I have been touched. By his hand, I have been healed. By his word, I've been delivered. By his spirit, I've been filled. I've been saved. But listen to the very first part of that. I was blinded by the devil, born already ruined, stone cold dead as I stepped out of the womb. What is he speaking of there? He's speaking of since Adam and Eve, man, every man, woman that's been born, has been born into sin. And after they're born into sin, guess what? They choose to sin. So what's that got to do? Why all the lamb and sin and sacrifice? What's that got to do with Christmas, J.O.? We came in here to do some jingle bells. (laughs) Santa Claus. Well, to be honest with you, it has everything to do with Christmas. Everything. Listen, at just the right time, God in history decided to step out of heaven and take care of a sin problem. God stepped out of heaven in the form of a man. His name is Jesus, and he has taken care of this situation that's happened years and years and years ago that we have struggled with every since every problem that you have ever had. Every problem that you will ever have is rooted, the roots of it is in sin. It doesn't matter if it's marriage or a sickness or death or a problem with an individual or some type of situation at work or fight, whatever it is. Every problem that you've ever been faced with and will ever be faced with all links and is all rooted into sin. And so God did something that only God could do. He stepped out of heaven in order to take care of a sin problem. Well, J.O., I'm just, I, I think you're talking too much about sin on Christmas. But I think that you will love Christmas more if you see exactly why Jesus came and walked on earth and what he's done for you and I. Wow, why we can celebrate and give gifts, why we can sing, oh, how, come let us adore him. All the, when you understand yeah. wonderfully what Jesus has done, when you realize How big of a sinner we are. I know you don't like that, but just bear with me. Listen to this, Romans 3, 9. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. Listen to this. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. Look what God does. God does something that only God could do. He said, Romans 3, 21 through 23, check this out, it's beautiful. But now, the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. Being witnessed by the law and of the prophets, even the righteousness of God. Who is the righteousness of God? It goes on to say, through faith in Jesus Christ to all and all who believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, J.O., how about the lambs in Leviticus? Why not just stick with little lambs and animals and goats and oxen and pigeon doves and Why not stick with the blood because it's all about the blood. Will you say that with me, the blood? Blood. It's all about the blood. Blood had to be shed for what? The covering of sin. Why not stay with animals? Well, good question. You and I both know, honestly, animals' blood doesn't take care of our sin. J.O., is the Bible wrong? Oh, no. It's not wrong at all. Listen to this. The Bible says that the blood of animals doesn't really take care of ultimately our sin. Listen to what the Bible says in nine, Hebrews 9, 7. Let me show you what took place. But in the second part, of the high priest went alone once a year. The high priest would go alone into this place called the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was past the gate, through the courts, through the holies into the Holy of Holies, one time a year, and guess what he had to take with them? Look at this. Not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. Well, J.O., why don't you just continue to do that? He had to do it every year because blood of animals just doesn't cut it but it was leading to something it was pointing to something it was going look it's gonna happen look what hebrews ten four says for it is not possible it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins what was the purpose in the old testament like i said it's a symbol it's a pointing it's a parable it's a shadow it's a topology to who all pointing to Jesus Christ. Not even the blood of man. I know some really good men. I know some really good men and women. But not even the best man or woman on the face of the earth. Blood could take care of our sin. John Piper says, sin cannot take away sin. No sin, no sinner was the answer to the problem. Who is the only pure? Who is the only holy? Who is the only sinless creator, creation in all the world is actually the creator, God Almighty. He's the only one that could do it. He's the only one who is pure and holy. He's the only one, no man, no animal, only God. So just the right time, God does what God did, Look, he stepped out of heaven in the form of a man. Whew, Christmas is so wonderful. He stepped out in the form of a man. Jesus was not a normal man. Have you figured that out? Listen, Jesus was 100% man, but he was also 100% God. you got to know that. When anybody tells you, well, Jesus was just a man and he died for the... No, 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 no. He had to be 100% God also. Or sin would have tried to take care of sin. And it would not have worked. We would perish. But because he was 100% man and 100% God, we have hope. Listen to Isaiah 7.14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold... The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. 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 His name is called Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. That's what Emmanuel. El means, God with us. Listen, we should talk about Emmanuel way more than just Christmas time. Because yeah. he's with us. He's with us right now. We celebrate. We do all the things we do at Christmas and at Easter and so forth. Because he's Emmanuel. He's God with us. Can I give you another behold this morning? Let me give you another beautiful behold that ties into to, to what I was just talking about. That last scripture, the the virgin, God sent an angel to Mary to bring a message. Mary was troubled, just like the shepherds were troubled when she saw the angel. Luke 1, 31 through 38 says this. Will you say that with me? And pay attention. Listen up. See. God wants you to see something Mary. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And he and shall call his name, listen, Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? What do you mean you don't know a man? You know your daddy and you got brothers and cousins and you know Joseph. And that no in the Old Testament is y- yada. And it means to intimately know. There's a lot of intimacy wrapped up. She was a virgin. She had never been with a man how can this be when i've never known a man since i do not know a man and the angel answered and said to her listen to this oh this is this is beautiful the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you therefore also the holy one is to be born and be called the son of god now indeed elizabeth Your relative, John the Baptist's mom, has also conceived a son in her old age and this is now the sixth month for who uh, was uh, uh, called barren for with God nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, Well, well, I'm just a little virgin and I'm only 14 and I just really can't do what you're calling me to do. How many of you know that Mary... There was something special about her. Look at her response as probably a, maybe a 15 or 16-year-old young lady, Seven, however, however old she was. Look at her response. You ready for this? Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. <laughs> Lord, let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Wow. The Catholics would call this the the Immaculate Conception. Well, if their Immaculate Conception means this, which if I understand it correctly, it means that Mary was preserved and she was never sinned. She never had sin. Well, I don't view that way. Mary was a normal young lady, but I do call this the incarnation where Jesus has a human body but he has the deity of God. The incarnation took place, and I love Mary's response. Hey, your word be it unto me, if I could put a little J-O-V version in there. Let's do this. Hey, Gabriel, it's on like Donkey Kong. She was all into it. Jesus was born of a virgin young woman named Mary, but her dad was not Joseph. The incarnation of Jesus Christ, that's where we see Holy Spirit coming upon her and Jesus being 100% man because of Mary and 100% God because of Holy Spirit. Listen, the perfect lamb, flawless man, God, Jesus who took away the sin of the world. Yeah, you're talking a lot about sin on Christmas morning, bro. <laughs> talking a lot about sacrifice, talking a lot about blood. I think it's so important that our society really knows that it's not about the Christmas tree. Even though there's nothing wrong with that, it's beautiful. It's not about just gift giving, even though there's nothing wrong with that. My family and I are celebrating Christmas tonight and giving gifts. But let us not forget the real reason, the real purpose, the true, if I could say what you hear all the time, the true reason for the season is, listen, why Jesus came on earth. 1 John 3, 5. And you know, that he was manifested, manifested to take away our sins. But don't forget the rest of the scripture. And in him there is no sin. Why is that important, jail? Because he couldn't do it if he had sin He had no sin that qualified him to be the ultimate sacrifice for all mankind. The, the lamb was born so that he could, listen, go on. The reason for the Jesus' birth is that there was no sin. The perfect lamb, hey, like I said before, no man, no animal, no little G God could do it. No one could take away sin except perfect Jesus. Listen to this beautiful scripture, 1 Peter 1.19 But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, Jesus came to give all the world a gift. The ultimate Christ-must-gift. What is that gift that he gives us? A lot of you have experienced it. I experienced it 1986, December the 7th. I got a early Christmas gift. Bounced the night before, got in my car, left my dorm room, drove two and a half hours to another city in another state simply because someone had invited me to church. I walked in there and I heard the gospel and I received a gift. I, re- I walked in, I heard about Jesus. What is the gift? Salvation and eternal life. That morning, I, I received that. That was a real Christmas gift for me. And that Christmas gift is for you today if you don't believe. But it would be ashamed. If you didn't receive a gift that's been given to you thousands of years ago, it would be a shame for you to have a gift that you don't unwrap and receive this morning. You have to unwrap it by faith. You have to receive it by faith. Well, uh, uh, J- uh, J.O., you show me God. You show me the Jesus. You show me in the flesh and maybe I'll receive Him. Nope. 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 It doesn't work that way. You receive it by faith and then He shows you. He's probably working on your heart right now, if you're here, that you, maybe you don't know Christ, but I want to let you know that as you walk with him, he reveals more and more and more as you walk by faith, because faith is what pleases God. Listen to this scripture, 2 Corinthians 6:2. For he says, "In an acceptable time, I've heard you, and in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold!" Now is the acceptable time. Behold, now. Look, see, experience, wake up. Today, behold, now is the day of salvation. Today. Don't wait till tomorrow. You never know if you have tomorrow. Today. Seize the moment. Salvation, what does that mean? He saves you. He delivers you. He sets you free. From what? Sin and death. Wow! What is our responsibility to this amazing news of the true meaning of Christ? I love what Craig always says. He says this. What is our reasonable response? What is your reasonable response to such an extravagant gift? Way more than what you got in your stockings at home and underneath the tree or whatever you may give. He gives only what God can give. Eternal life, salvation, forgiveness, healing, deliverance. All through the spotless lamb who was slain. Why do we need it? Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. But... We like to camp out on that, but listen to this. Good news. But the gift of God, the gift that keeps on giving, the gift of God is eternal life. It keeps giving. More so than the little rabbit with the batteries. The gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Reasonable response? Number one, believe. Really, J.O.? I don't have to work? I don't have to do? I don't have brownie points? I don't have to fiddle? and I don't have to strive? I don't have to work? How do you like this? Believe. Well, that's good news. You ever seen those commercials? You're like, hey, 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 that commercial's too good to be true. And you're right. The good news of Jesus Christ is way too good to be true. But it's true. He did it all for you. Believe, confess, and receive. Receive the gift. Open it up. Don't leave it under the tree. How many more years will you leave it under the tree? Don't. John 1, 12. But as many as receive him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Wow. And to those who believe in his name. Look at Romans 10, 9. That if you confess... Confess with your mouth that Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Salvation. Come on. Come on. You know, there may be one person here today that doesn't know Christ. Maybe there's 10. I don't know. I think the day that I received this gift, I, 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 I didn't see anyone get saved but me. That's how much he loves us. One, ten, twenty, hundred. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Jesus is spotless lamb. You know what else he's able to do? Not just salvation. Not just shake hands with you and meet you and eternal life. But he's able to make, listen, everything new in your life. Everything new in your life. J.L., uh, how did you look after you left church? You know, I... Still had thinning hair. I didn't look physically different. You know why? Because what he makes all things new is my spirit man. My spirit man comes alive. Man, I saw things different. I view things different. Everything was new. To, I mean, it was amazing. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. If you ever need a new start in life, a second chance in life, come on. All things passed away. Behold. Look, see. All things have become new. What does he do today, right now? What's Jesus doing? Maybe in your heart. Maybe you've walked away from Jesus. Went after the things of the world. Maybe you've never known Jesus. You know what he does right now? Revelations. If you'll put that up. Behold, I stand. And at the door, and knock. That's what he does on your heart this morning. He's just there. Holy Spirit. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do a force entry. Right. You're waiting for him to kick your door in. He doesn't kick your door in. Why? Because he's love. That's right. He's love. He wants you to love him. He wants you to be in a relationship with him. That's why he knocks. But if you'll let him in, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. And dine with him. You know, that culture, when you eat in that culture, the Eastern religious culture where the Bible was written, when you sat down and ate with someone, that means that you forgave them. Dine with them and he with me. The spotless lamb who takes away the sin of the world wants a relationship with you to walk with him so that you will know what Christmas is all about. Will you stand to your feet?